might turn Hannah up a bit. I just have a feeling that he's gonna, not going to shout as much as we will. No, no I don't <laughs> think so. I don't think I've ever heard you raise your voice. Yeah, well, I don't need to. You've got that Gus Fring thing happening. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Internet's only funny comedy podcast about Ooh. classifieds. My name is Michael Higgin, enjoying a piece of yeah. my uh, fiancé's mm-hmm. birthday cake across the table from me. At my house mm-hmm. is Benjamin Jenkins. Can I say, I should not have, I mean, I've had a long time to work out what not to do with my mouth before starting a record. <laughs> Take a big sip of tea, uh-huh. Uh-huh. Um, start chewing some gum, but one of them mm-hmm. is, uh, and you want to add to the list, is... Um, Taking a bite of a delicious cake. What's what's so good about this cake? It's, it's so it's the birthday cake. Um, we should introduce, I guess, as, as well. Fine. The three of us were at uh, my girlfriend's party last night. She had a birthday party. Mm-hmm. Mara Marbub, you might have heard of her. Mm-hmm. Uh, our guest today was mm-hmm. there, I was. looking resplendent mm-hmm. in, I would say, futuristic visor. Mm-hmm. Um, wasn't mm-hmm. a costume party. Just turned up like that for some reason. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, hello, James Hennessy. Or do we? Do you go by Jr. Hennessy? Sorry, I don't know. I James is fine. You can call him whatever you like. G'day, Hedo. Mister <laughs> Fuckhead himself. <laughs> okay, well. I'm not sure about that. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I. This is so great because this was made by our friend Gabby. This is made by our friend and friend of the podcast, Gabby. Uh-huh. Um, and I had to leave the party early. I didn't see either of you guys. I was oh, you, you must I have been super a, early. I was a memory before you guys got there. Because I got there when there was nobody there. So well, you must have been super early. Well, yeah, because we were there. We, we, we brought Mo. Uh-huh. Um, and, to uh, a pub. To a pub. He <laughs> loves going to pubs now. Do you know why? Because, <laughs> <laughs> because the last time I took him to a pub was also something with hum. Oh. And Hum got him a little dish of olives, which you know the boy adores. He loves sure. a fancy treat. And so now he's like basically- like pubs are just olive places for Got him. It. Sometimes he like pubs, he only likes like the upper tier of pubs that yeah. would serve olives like that. Well, yes. the pub we were at last night, which I wouldn't, it was a nice pub, but it's not like. It's a, not bougie. It's not a place you would assume would, would sell, serve you a little Petri dish of olives. John. Because Hum craves. Did you say a little Petri dish of oh, olives? Oh no, a little ramekin, sorry. <laughs> Some agar jelly in there, whatever they call it. But because Hum craves Moses' approval above all else. Mm. When she saw him last night, she was like, I'm going to get that fucking kid some olives and went to the bar and was like, do you guys have olives? They're like, absolutely. No. Sell, oh no, they sell pizzas. That's the thing. They were like, we sell pizzas, but we don't have like olives. And she was like, well, if you sell pizzas, you have olives. <laughs> and they were like, yeah, but that's not how this. And she was like, you have olives. Give me the jar of olives. And You've so- completely thrown them off their game. <laughs> They've only ever seen them as a con- like as a topic. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> some poor guy like on his first day back there, unsure of what to do. But, uh, but she got them for him. So we had to leave early, so I didn't get any cake. Yeah, and right. I was fuming, Michael and James, fuming <laughs> at home. Understandably. Um, and oh. I, didn't, I didn't think that I'd, I'd ever have that cake. I'd written I it off. Didn't, I had an, uh, an unexpected feeling last night. Was which was for your fiancé? Uh, I mean, yeah, sure, but I, no, that wasn't unexpected. That was expected. That was well, expected. It was anticipated birthday. feeling that. Um, but when I heard, Ben, that you were going to go and help Hum, you and your family were going to go and help Hum yeah, we picked her uh, up. set up the party, that you, they lovingly came and picked her up and drove her to the party. Mm. And I was, um, I'd, I'd eaten a whole box of gobstoppers and felt quite unwell. Sure. And so, isn't that isn't that's more of a Ben thing? I was going to say, say? We, we really freaky Friday that moment, everyone. <laughs> Helping out your fiance set up a party and Whoa. having a gobstopper related tummy ache. <laughs> And so I was, uh, when, when she left, I like went and lay down upstairs in the bed uh-huh. and sort of rubbed my tummy for 40 minutes. You know what's amazing and why you've got a real keeper, I think. Oh, she didn't tell me that. 
I don't know that. Sh- I, oh, you didn't. Talk- I don't know that I told her that. <laughs> I think I. I think I said something about. Oh, I feel nauseous, probably because it, I've, it's long COVID or something. Yeah, yeah. It's- I mean, I think most people who claim to have long COVID have just eaten too many gobstoppers. There's some <laughs> literature coming out now about that. I think you becoming nauseous, like. Got to me third hand from, from various people, but there was no gobstopper involved in the story. Well, also, the other thing was that this week I've been on the madness drugs. Um, oh, I've been taking this. Are you the, still on prep? No, I, I, I've been taking a an asthma steroid that um, my mother said to me, you can't take it for more than four days or it'll you send you mad. you did? What did you do? Because the, doc, the doctor who was his doctor, not his mother, mm-hmm. his mother's also a doctor, yeah. Yes. Yeah. but she doesn't have the chart in front of her and I also think she secretly wants to kill him. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the doctor was like, take this much for like a week or so. Yeah. And his mother was like, Hing's mother was like, not the doctor's mother. <laughs> Please understand me when I say okay, this. Don't introduce new characters. <laughs> in this instance, the doctor was a woman. <laughs> uh-huh. 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 <laughs> and they lived in a lighthouse. And that's, that's that mystery solved. No, it was like. There was a, there was a an ice pick made out of ice. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Sorry, yes. Hing's mother was like, well, you can't take it for more than three days, four days. Yes, yeah, yeah. It'll so Hing just goes, well, I'll just do some very basic algebra yeah. and up the dose. Uh-huh. <laughs> Rather than taking it for like 10 days or whatever, 12 days or whatever it was, I just quadrupled the dose but had it over, do you know what I mean, over a shorter amount of time. Don't people go to like medical school for like eight years to work out, <laughs> to work out how you're actually supposed to do that? Yeah, of course, people. And then uh, a friend of mine who's... Uh, actually, Dave Harmon, who's oh. a friend of the show, who was t- talking about prednisone, was saying he was on quite a- He's no high- stranger to prednisone, Yeah, Dave he's Harmon. been on for a while. And he was saying he did quite a high dosage, but had to build up to it over months. Uh-huh. And mm. I thought, nah, I'm just going to yeah. mainline it. And look, let me tell you, as far as self-medication goes, mm-hmm. it, w- it worked a treat in terms of fixing my lungs. Because uh-huh. my lungs and breathing, so good. In terms of, I would say, um, ooh, acne, mood swings, nausea. Um, by the gobstops, it sounds like impulse control <laughs> maybe have gone out the window. Oh, boy, have I had a rough, an up and down week. Do you know I wrote like 80,000 words of a novel while I'm prednisone? <laughs> I texted my dad and was like, because hey, uh, dad's an eye doctor, yep. and I was like, dad, um, the prednisone, can it make my eyes better? I feel like my vision's sharper. And he wrote back, you are high. <laughs> Um, anyway, so we, we've had some. some um, I, I will say, I, I, did, I did a gig with you on uh, Wednesday night on Wednesday. At, the, yes. at the comedy store. Yes. And uh, sometimes, Henno, we do a little bit of gear at the top of our show where we're like, oh, who, what losers come to a DD show? And it's just gentle ribbing that is with sure. love. Mm-hmm. I think because of the pred. Um, Hing really overshot into like genuine, I would say, loathing and aggression for these people who had paid tickets for us. And the first like 30 minutes of that show was just repairing his damage. <laughs> you fucking losers. Why'd you come to this, you soft ass losers? Oh, yeah, I, I did the exact same thing. I, I did. I went to PAX one year. Oh, sure. When um, my, my, my partner, Ali, was, was doing a, a, a um, presentation or something. Mm. Um, and I did one of like, I think they, they do something like the Great Debate. It's like they do a debate on some yeah. some pop Nerd cultural thing. sort of yeah. topic yeah. in front think, of. And, you I know, think friend of the show Alex Lee did one. Like, I yeah. think I've done one. Yeah, yeah. yeah I'm trying. I can't, I can't remember. Well, Ali was on the panel with me, mm. but I can't remember who else was. I think Mark Serrells. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And I, can't, I honestly don't remember what the topic was either. But it was like a lot of people showed up for it, which, yeah. which shocked me. You know, <laughs> and they have the gigantic screen when when you're speaking yeah, as part yeah. of the comedy debate, you're like blown up to like 
big brother. So yeah. Yeah. IMAX. And I did the exact same thing. I, I saw that dude's like gentle ribbing and say, you know, everyone here sucks and you're a nerd or whatever. And then, like, I can't remember what that exact line was, but I completely overshot the mark to the point where everyone on stage was also like, oh, like, you all belong in a camp. Let's round it up. And people were booing. I mean, you know, some of them maybe in jest. I don't know the rest of them. Anyway, I'm, I haven't been back. Ali gets up and she's like, I don't know who that is. <laughs> and I just rushed the stage. Yeah. Like, but I say we kill him, right? <laughs> um, and Ben. Yes, uh, mate. You have some news as well. You went on an adventure this morning. I did. I was just telling both of you that I went, uh, I needed, I simply, sometimes when you have a child, you guys, you simply need to get yourself and that child out of the house. Sure. Okay. Now, is this to stimulate Mo so he has an education? Absolutely. Like a- and also to uh-huh. stop one of the parents, because Anya does this for me, um, from going to jail. <laughs> so I was like, Moses, let's get out of the house. Let's go to Birkenhead Point Shopping Centre. Oh, now for people outside of the Sydney area, Birkenhead yeah. is sort of an outlet mall, I would mm-hmm. say. It's but an it's, outlet mall. But it's a very on, classy outlet it's mall. It's on the water. It's like a waterfront outlet mall. Uh, yeah. in sort of the inner west or the north, in, I would the say, inner northwest of Sydney. I would say it is, I think as, as an outlet mall, it sounds like I was in that place where Marge gets her suit. Mm-hmm. Mm. And I was in a way, but I'd say there are a lot more of those suits. You know well, when she goes back to the shop and there's nothing good there? Yeah, yeah That yeah. wouldn't happen at Birkenhead no, Point Shopping Centre. So I worked at Birkenhead. When we worked at the bottle shop, I used to do shifts at the Birkenhead outlet one. Um, and it's an outlet mall, but it's it's adjacent to a marina. Yeah. So it's an outlet mall for yacht owners, basically. Basically, It's yeah. kind of what it is. I think what it is is they just have weird sizes of things. Yes. You know what I mean? So it's if like, you're a very big or very small person. But also if you're just a bit like- if it's like if you if you're a thirty waist but like a thirty six leg for some oh, reason, sure. you know what I mean? Like it's like right. deformed people. Basically. Yeah. If you've yeah. been like stretched in Microsoft Word, uh-huh. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah. But uh, but I, I went there and I I basically didn't really have anything to buy, but mm-hmm. I just needed to get out of the house with Mo. We sat there and uh, we had a little babuccino and a coffee. You can probably intuit who had who, who, <laughs> had, who had which. And then uh, I was like, oh, I need some new jeans. Cause I told, I, I, he said, why do you need new jeans? And I was like, oh, I've only got like two pairs of pants. And mm. he looked at me like I was like, a, like a drug addict living well, in, in, in like Cause you're addicted to pants. You want more pants? No, because he was like, you have two pairs of, cause he has like 40 pairs of pants. Kids just burn through pants. Really? I would have thought as a child, I only really had one or two pairs of pants. How do you remember this? Because, well, cause I remember what the pants were, but I, um, well, also, they were always pants. They were never jeans because there was an incident where I, um, I'd grown, I'd outgrown some jeans, and mm-hmm. my parents told me to, that I just get them on because you got to go to church. Mm-hmm. And so I was trying to jam myself into the jeans, and I thought if I took my underwear off, that would be that would be easier because I would be friction. It'd be less friction. Well, also it'd be like I thought the underwear was just taking up too much. Yeah, it was, space. It was a space issue as exactly. well. So absolutely. I got rid of the underwear, and then just sort of. Um, I, I, yeah. This cool. is, is this the same scientific mindset as like upping the pred dose? <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm, seeing, I'm seeing the prequel basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, so I, anyway, I, I, I you jammed that. You something about married yourself. Uh, it was most, it was, I don't know that feel he, aside from he zips coming nuts. hair. Well, you so didn't, I didn't do come in my hair. You, <laughs> I was like, <laughs> you zipped your nuts in a zipper. Yeah, uh, not an entire nut. It was like I would say the skin, right? a skin mm. of my uh, right-hand side testicle uh, was caught, and I, but the zip went through it, if that makes sense. It's oh, quite right. striking to um, me that you can remember well, which trauma side. Is why. <laughs> oh, trauma. trauma yeah. Why. Okay. Um, and uh, uh, then I had to like, I, like, I remember, 
remember. Look, so that's why I didn't wear denim for like 20 years. That's not really basically. sold the denim. That's, um, you can get button jeans. No, I know, but I, I just something about the, something about the, 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 the texture of the denim. Oh yeah, trauma. was like I'm not gonna. Yeah, yeah it's true. That's true. Yeah. Um, and but I, what I remember is uh, being like screaming, and then my parents going into full like ER mode. Oh yeah, and my dad lifting me onto the table in our front room like it was a hospital dolly. That's cool. And then getting kitchen scissors and cutting the pants off me oh. um, around. So then it was just like. The zip was the the zip was still just attached to my nutsack. It's still, wow, still okay. there. To this day. <laughs> uh, anyway, so I only I remember only having like one or two pairs of pants because I would outgrow them, and after that, I didn't like wearing tight pants because it was you know a whole thing. It might just be that we like buying pants for Mo and that he's a very sure. grubby child. Do you think that children have a lot of clothes? Um, I don't remember. I don't don't remember having forty pairs of pants. Oh, that's I feel, insane. Right? I feel, it sounds like the kind of kid who eats a lot of olives. Yeah, you know? well, well, exactly. Yeah, but I I feel like you only have a few at a time because you know, as he says, mm. you outgrow them. You outgrow them. them. You outgrow yeah, them. maybe that's it. Like he's got some from some that he's outgrown and some that he's growing into. So he's got either side. Right. Like, and fully like, fleshed out apparently <laughs> with a whole range of options. Oh, yeah, absolutely. He's got pa- pants with sharks on them, pants with bananas on them. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of patterned pants. A lot of patterned, you know. Uh, wait, so did you, did, did, so wait, did you end up buying new pants? Well, I did. Sorry, yes. Uh, <laughs> we went to buy jeans and I went to buy uh, skinny jeans because I wear skinny jeans. Mm-hmm. And I took them to the counter and the guy was like, oh, these are like $30, by the way. I was like, for jeans? <laughs> Very cheap. Like both jean, like <laughs> two pants, two, two pants, legs, two legs, and they were like, "Yeah, thirty dollars." And I was like, "Why?" Because I was like, "There's something wrong with them." And he was like, "Ah, oh, people don't really wear skinnies anymore." Oh, now was this a like a young, cool a person? younger, cooler person? Yeah, right. I felt very old, Michael. Did and James. you buy it? And you still bought the jeans? So thirty dollars, thirty dollars. <laughs> I mean, and I'm also not going to wear. I, I can't. Are you wearing them now? Are these are the jeans. These are these. Are, well, I bought three pairs. <laughs> <laughs> wow! So you Catch found out that these were a cut price denim jean, and I you found bought, out they were very unfashionable. And, and I said, "I'll have three more of them, please." <laughs> I bought a black. I bought a kind of uh, very light blue, uh-huh, and uh-huh. I bought a uh, a dark blue with um with light Patterns stitching, which right. I have to tell you, don't love. But thirty dollars is thirty dollars. You know, you know <laughs> nice. damn. Okay, so you, now you've got these unfashionable jeans that you can wear. I guess if you wear them out with the skinniness and whatnot, people will know. You know, this man sucks. It's funny. And that's what you were trying until to project. Very recently, I was like, these are just default jeans. You know what I mean? Like, these are had a long run. Skinny's had a very long run in terms of like the fashion state. I feel like they started in like 2005, yeah, exactly. maybe. Exactly. And they've run until basically 15, now. 15, 17 and years. And then all of a sudden, you know, Zoomers or whatever have decided yeah. that they want a roomier leg. Because I remember, <laughs> I remember being like 19 or whatever, or 18 or whatever it was, uh, skinny jeans starting to come in and me being resistant. And me being like, no, thank you. But now yeah. you can't go back. Well, no, I can't easily well, go I back. Remember, I'm not bad. Oh, okay, sorry. I think we've told this story before, but I remember the first pair of skinnies I ever got was when me and Hing were hosting O Week in 2006 at mm. Sydney. There was a sponsorship from a shop called Provocateur. Which I think I, I was on Oxford Street the other day and I think they still have an outlet. Oh, really? Okay. Okay. Yeah. Um, and so part of the sponsorship was that they would dress the host. Which is so funny to imagine just two <laughs> ratbag 19-year-olds getting dressed by the fucking- By Provocateur. Yeah. By Provocateur. <laughs> and they had no- I don't know if I don't know if when you get styled, mm. they ever go, what do you usually wear? It's certainly mm. what happens on Queer Eye. Where mm. they go, what do you usually wear? And they say, I look like a, a big piece of shit. And mm. they say, well, why don't we take that 
and not do that anymore. Flip it. Yeah. But at least they're like, and I know you like wearing like a pickle barrel um, all the time yep. and a bindle. So these jeans are sort of like they've got a they've got a hobo of, aesthetic. Yeah, hobo aesthetic. Uh, this this guy didn't have any like he. It's like we'd kind of walked in naked and we were sure. mannequins, and so he just dressed us. But that, he was the one mm. who gave us who gave me my first pair of skinnies. He said that you were the bad boy of the group. He did, which I now think is potentially racist. <laughs> I, I puzzled over that for probably 15 years and now I think he was just a racist man. Uh, 2006, different time. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I guess if he'd put, pointed to me and said, you were the bad one of the group, that <laughs> also could be right. You know, exactly. You're it's the bad boy situation. and you're the bad one. <laughs> you caught it. You're not trustworthy. Yeah, I love this. You're bad boy, you're dangerous. Ooh, mothers don't want you around their daughters and you are unclean. <laughs> <laughs> Espionage. Um, all right, this is a podcast where we go through the week's classifieds uh, and find hidden gems for you. Now, we have broadened our scope recently yeah. to include any text on the internet That's right, and before all. we get into it, we do have a little bit of housekeeping to oh, do. Oh, do we? I've brought three sodies. Uh-huh. Um, I've laid them out on your coffee table on their own coasters. So people who listen to our live show in Melbourne or pretended it might remember Ben's <laughs> uh, fun game he invented called I've Got My Sody and I'm... No, it was Name That Sody. It's called Name That Sody, thanks very much. Obviously, Ben, you've got a, a cash race that goes along with that. Uh, it's called I've Got My Sody and I'm Ready to Goatee is the mm-hmm. cash phrase. Uh-huh. Uh, so I thought we could all have our sodies and be ready to go to. I've selected three from the shop across the road from Hing and Hum's place. There is the classic Dr. Pepper, uh-huh. which yep. I've got to tell you, I've sort of got my eye on. <laughs> sure. Yeah, yeah, okay. There is a uh, – and the other two are from Japan. This is from Chup- – this is Chupa Chups and this it is, is a, traditionally melon, a Traditionally a lollipop. Um, melon cotton. and cream flavour. Oh, okay. Is that what you were gasping at before? Well, I was because when I, when I grabbed it from the shelf, I just saw melon and I think my, my brain censored cream. Well, yeah, Be- you wouldn't it, expect it Because it does say – it does say contains milk. Ooh, Okay. 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 Now, Hannah, <laughs> uh, I'm not drinking that. Okay, cool. I'm going to draw the short straw. What the, is this one, man? And then the other one the has one. is all in all in Japanese, uh-huh. but for the words grape soda. Oh, okay. I'll have that then. And uh, <laughs> easy. And I did a shit in it. So uh, I'm sealed it. No, no. I, I, if you, you like the that? grape, you can have that. I'll drink cream no, no, with melon. Uh, no, I'm, I've got my on it now. I've okay. been, my, my interest is peaked. All right. So I mean, look, we can we can probably skip my appraisal of a Dr Pepper. Yeah, sure. Other than I will say, mm, I read I listened to a podcast recently um, that was like. It's like a thing that reviews just random objects and stuff. Mm-hmm. It doesn't need a plug. It's one of the most popular podcasts in the world. Um, they, well, they review. They review what? They re- like he just picks two things and reviews. It's called the Anthropocene Reviewed. It's like fine, um, but he was reviewing Dr Pepper, <laughs> and one of the things he said about Dr Pepper, which I think is really true, is like Hing, what you're drinking from right now is like a uh, analog of grape, and what you're drinking from is an analog of melon and cream. Cream of, cream of melon. Even like even like. Uh, even like uh, Coke, there's mm-hmm. a coca bean and there's also some lime and some citrus. And, yeah, well, there's that too. Mm, yes. Dr. Pepper tastes like Dr. Pepper. Oh, you know what I mean? Like there is no analog. Oh, right, okay. No, it's so it really tastes like the guy. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what does that mean? Okay, yeah, sure. It tastes like his dick and his balls. <laughs> no, and it's sarsaparilla, isn't it? What is sarsaparilla? It's from the sarsaparilla root. It's yeah, a sarsaparilla sure it tree. Well, yeah, that you- guy's a fucking moron. <laughs> well, what's Mountain Dew? Mountain Dew is- That's, that's like- also melon. That's melon. That's melony. That's traditionally a melon drink. Okay. Um, that's melony Bracewell. 
Sure. Should listen to Former guest on the show. Yeah, I guess. Um, <laughs> Probably not. Uh, now I've tried my my grape soda. It's a classic grape soda. I, I think it's the Sangaria brand. Yeah, Sangaria. Uh, sangaria, which is kind of just like Sangaria. How sweet is it on a scale of one to ten? I'd say like a six or. Oh, that's six. good. Yeah, it's, it's a bit light. Because I find that those grape sodas can really overshoot. Yeah. Fan, uh, Fanta grape soda is like migraine territory. Yeah, but to the headline review, Penno, you've well, taken a couple of sips of the Chupa Chup Cream of Melon Soda. What do you I think? Not cream of melon. That sounds cream, disgusting. Like what cream is it? of melon. It's actually. It's, it's cream and melon. Melon and cream flavor. Right. It's actually not bad. Okay. I'm going to put it out there. I wouldn't uh-huh. choose to drink it, but it actually <laughs> it actually tastes like a, a chopper chop. There must be a chopper chop analog of this. Yes. Oh, right. Okay. Well, yep. Which is like the. Because you know how they you, have those chopper with like the creamy. That's what I was going to say. The duds. Yep. <laughs> they are duds. They are absolute duds. If there's like, you know, you go to a, a function or a party or something, especially as a child, and there's. You know, the, the, there'll be like that, that whole um, giant stand where there are chup chups, yeah. or maybe you're at a shop or something, and you always see cola. The, the, that's gone. The creamy. Oh, right. cola's that's long, gone. That's yeah. long cola gone. Cola is a whisk strawberry of a cream. Rumor that's of fucking memory. There. melon. I mean, melon and creams. That's that's got to be even lower than strawberry and cream. That's yeah, a, absolutely. This kind of tastes adjacent to the strawberry and cream. one, I have to say, yeah, okay. I don't think okay. I don't, I'm not tasting a lot of melon. Yeah. Well, um, thank you guys for that Sodi report. Uh, it's a sort of subsection of snack report. And if you'd like as well, there are some other snacks we can get to later on oh, in the can show. I also say, yes. A listener of this podcast who I know from the Discord is Gino. Mm-hmm. Gave another listener in this podcast who I know is Renee mm-hmm. some snacks mm-hmm. at a live show, at no. a live Dragon Friend show for, to me to try on the show. Hang on. He gave. She- to- Sorry, she gave yeah. to Renee yes. to and give I, to you. I didn't. I added complicated steps here, but okay. I'm just saying I got, I was in receipt of these snacks. Which who's meant to eat them though? Us. Oh, okay. And you know, Heno potentially. Sure. You know what okay. I mean? Like sure. there wasn't anything. Uh, why not? Why not? There, there wasn't anything in the instructions that suggested that yes. we couldn't share them with a guest. Least of all, Heno. Sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, they wouldn't have a problem with it, surely. And then I took them to work, and then the cleaners cleaned them up. Oh. So Can you believe it? I mean, that feels like, honestly. Where if, were they? Where would you leave them? Right on my desk. If G-Not or Renee are listening to this. Is that appropriate? Are they supposed to do that? I well, see, this feels is the thing. like Ben is I blaming people. I think you people. can steal a lot as a cleaner. <laughs> oh, for sure. Under the, under the auspices of cleaning it up. You know what I mean? <laughs> how, how like if you see snacks. They're yours, yeah. They're yours. They're because, because if anybody kicks up a stink. Were they unpacked? Were they opened? They weren't no, because I was gonna was, see that. That, that they were intended for there me. Was a, yeah, there was a hesitation there. Yeah, yeah. Well, what it was. sounds like happened is you opened these snacks, half ate them, and the cleaners cleaned up the rubbish, and now you're blaming the cleaners, Ben. Look, we don't need to go into any of this. This isn't this isn't in the purview of the show. This is a show where we go through the beast classifieds and find uh-huh. the best and worst stuff to talk about. And speaking Michael. of live shows, just before we get to your classified, Ben. Yeah. Um, uh, we are going to be doing a live show in Melbourne on the yeah. 2nd of September. It's me, it's Ben, um, potentially Hum as a guest. We're yeah. trying to convince her. Yeah. Uh, and maybe the other ones will be Greg Larson and Geraldine Hickey. Oh. They're penciled it in, but they're very busy right now, they're so we'll both see. very busy people. Uh, but there's about there's not many tickets left to that, so it's yeah. basically sold out. I don't there's, even know why you're plugging it. Maybe like this is just taunting people at this point. Ten left, I think. Okay. Um, so you can go find those at the Comedy Republic website. I think or, I've already said this to you even uh-huh. on air. No, maybe not on air, but like- when I said to you, because we're down in Melbourne to do Dragon Friend stuff, and I said to Hing, we should do a late show on, like, Friday. And Hing was like, yeah, it's a great idea. I'll call me a Republican. I'll get us a late show spot. I <laughs> didn't think anything of it. And then Hing sent me the poster, and it's on at 10.30 at night. That's fine, And I it? was like, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> You've been awake at 10.30 recently. Uh, you know? Yeah, well, occasionally I have been. Actually, I went to, I went to like, I 
my cousin put on like a gig last week. He was in a band. What's the band? Um, the band is called Douglas Park Riot. They're kind of like a blues rock sort of thing. Cool. Um, anyway, so they were playing at a, a show in Newtown. And basically I was at like a family function. And I was like, yeah, sure, I'd love to come. So you Great. went to, so did the family function transition into a gig? No, it was, uh, the family function was several weeks earlier. Oh, he, right. I was going to say. He said my band's playing Fuck. in like a battle of the bands kind of arrangement. I Do thought it would be sick if like you were at a family reunion and then just like you got your band just also got to play at the family reunion. <laughs> no, and like no, all, no. The, all the disapproving aunts and uncles, I just sit there and, you know, yeah. <laughs> no, did not play like that at all, right, unfortunately. Okay. okay. Um, anyway, but then uh, he, he messaged me on the day and was like, oh, it's tonight. It's, it was Tuesday night mm. and it's at uh, 10 o'clock yep. in, in Newtown. Sure. That's, you know, it's past, that's past my bedtime. Is it? Yeah. I think so. Yeah, okay. I'm usually I'm usually in bed like nine thirty to ten. Do you have children? No, no. Okay, okay. Do you wake up early? I do. Yes, yeah. right. is okay. a weirdly early riser. Yeah, I wake up like between five thirty and six every morning. That is insane. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Is there is that a is that an illness? Yeah, I think it might be an illness. <laughs> I, I only discovered this when Mo was a baby, and like there was no one to talk to when he was awake, except for except a Henno. Right. Okay. Yeah, it's because I, I worked for a period. Of like a six AM shift, like I started work oh, at six, right. and that was like five or six years ago. Yeah, right. And, it's and just ever since I've done that, hardwired. Yeah, somebody told me that once. I was like, oh, I can't wait until the kids are older so I can sleep in. And they were like, oh no, never. That, that, that never happens. You've 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 changed. Like, yeah, you're broken. Yeah. Gosh. Um, I, I, what are you like a? Like I would a say I would say I I I begin to rise around nine. That sucks so hard. <laughs> and then I get out of bed. And head to work. I need to be at work by like ten. So okay, cool. Yeah, yeah. yeah so you're, yeah. Not, you're not lying there reading posts for too long or anything. No, I often, but I often will. Oh god, this is. I often. I've got a thing on my on my phone now where it will read an article to me. Mm. So I often just like pick an article I want to read and then just like lie there in bed while it reads it to me. It's <laughs> so very get up bad. till nine. Yeah. And he's having his phone read things. <laughs> yeah. yeah. like I stop reading posts. I'll, I'll, I say article. It's usually a Reddit thing. Yeah, sure, sure, like sure. select yeah. all. You're like, a, you're like a, an ancient pharaoh. <laughs> <laughs> but also, I like the two of you, I'm staying up till midnight, 1 a.m. most nights, you know? Yeah. That's, yeah. That's, what are you, you doing know? that late? Uh, jerking it? No, I'm playing video games mostly. I'm playing the Spider-Man pe- game on PlayStation. Just say oh, jerking yeah. it, honestly. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> uh, right. You know, I'm playing video games. I'm uh, I'm out doing shows. Okay. I'm calming down from all the prednisone I've taken. Yeah, so. sure. Okay, cool. Yeah, um, that's what all the holes in the walls are for. <laughs> Benjamin, yes, mate. Would you like to share a post with so us? This please? was sent in by Warwick Randell. Thank you so much, mm-hmm. Warwick. Uh, mm-hmm. This is from Reddit, which I'm sure your butler, your Robo Butler, has already <laughs> read to you. Um, it's from the No Stupid Questions uh, seg section uh-huh. of Reddit. Uh, and it goes, how do I attract a ton of crows slash ravens to my yard? Ooh. Me and my wife are going to be first time homeowners and we have an odd sense of humor. We really, <laughs> oh really want to have that ominous house to be the um, that ominous house covered in birds. <laughs> Does anybody know any tricks for befriending wildlife? To be clear, I'm looking for ways that won't put them in danger physically or anything that would change their diet and hurt them. What is the username of the person who t- – is there any clues in the username of the person who posted this? Celerem. Okay, no, not like, you know, like old Raven or something. Yeah. Or something. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> uh, interesting. Okay, so they want to be the house covered in ravens. That's not really a thing that happens in Australia really. It's, it, it is a European and or American thing, I think, to have a house covered in <laughs> ominous true. birds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, we'd- the most ominous bird in Australia is the magpie. Of course. And that true. lives in a tree. And you don't want to do anything to no, attract them to, no, your, I mean, to no. your place. You just have to get help it. 
Yeah, just have a bunch of kids around and they'll get swooped. Oh, my God. You know? Did you ever have to do that? I'm sure we talked about this, but did you ever have to do the ice cream punnet trick when you no, walked into school? No, there were a lot around, but I, I never did the ice cream bucket trick. I know other yeah. people did, but I was never really yeah. swooped super badly. I think there was um, some sort of cable tires on a bicycle helmet that I saw I some see, kids. I still, I still see them it? around. Yeah, yeah. And so we get rid of the magpies. That's not going to make me any friends in the bird community. <laughs> you wanna, so you want to like Khaleesi virus the magpies? Oh, is I mean, that is that the? Did anyone get that reference? No. What the fuck are you talking about? I'm, I'm, I'm actually no, I've probably got it wrong. The Khaleesi, no, Khaleesi's from Game of Thrones. Yes. Yeah, that's right. Myxomatosis is oh, the yes. one that got rid of rabbits. I feel like yes. it was called the Khaleesi virus, but maybe not. Anyway. There might be two separate rabbit viruses. I'm sure there's a whole thing that if we get rid of the birds, then some grub dies and or some grub the thrives. Grub thrives. <laughs> and then that grub that actually- That concrete. Yeah, and then <laughs> buildings will fall on me or something. I don't know. I'm like, uh, uh, you know what? Let's, You're not supposed to do it, apparently. Let's, let's not meddle with it. Okay. Let's now, just do the bucket thing. Uh, do you, you, you have a house, Ben? Do you live in a house or an apartment? Apartment. No? Apartment. Because I, I, in an apartment, I can't cover this apartment in, in crows. No, no, no. Yeah. You get a call crazy. from Schrader Manager. So um, I know on these Reddit posts, sometimes people are helpful about these things. Is anyone? Yes. Well, Donna Party Kebab. Uh-huh. <laughs> Is that a pun? Uh, Don, Donna, oh, the Donna Party, yes. They're, they're like the, the, the people that went across America and ate each other. They were like that, that caravan of... Wagons, oh. mm. Donna Party kebab. It's human meat. Okay, it's it's, it's, it's all right. That's pretty good. Right. <laughs> um, just no preamble, no nothing. Raw in shell peanuts, too big for smaller birds. Dust with cayenne to discourage squirrels and such. If you're planning to establish a trade relationship. <laughs> 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 Build a level platform that makes some good noise when you put out the peanuts. Try to keep a consistent schedule and quantity. If when they bring you something, give them a little something extra and put it in the same location as they're offering. If they bring you money, understand that you can and will train them to rob people if you reward them for it. Ooh. Oh, wow. That opens up a whole new yeah. vista of possibilities. <laughs> that, that, you know, there's a way to read this. This is very Mike Ehrmantraut. <laughs> 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 if and when they bring you something, give them a little something extra and put it in the same location as they're offering. Understand that you can and will train them to rob people if you reward them for it. Um, that's great to have an army of birds to steal money for you. Um, I've long wanted an army of animals. You know, any in particular? Or just- I honestly would settle for anything. I, 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 you know, probably when I was younger, I, I had strong preferences, but I, sure. I don't think there's an animal that, if like, let's say a sorcerer or yep. warlock of mm-hmm. some kind offered me an army of of any animal, yeah. I'd turn them down. Oh, you're getting on, you're getting on in years. You can't turn down these opportunities. No, exactly. I mean, that's part of growing up. It's part yeah. of being a parent as well. You know, yeah. you're sort of drastically lowering the expectations of the army of animals that you'll one day command. Hey, but when when. You know, when God closes a door, he yeah. opens a window. So I you know, know, but I just think about myself at uni and, you know, be telling the uh, archmage to tell his story walking, <laughs> offering me an army of slugs. And now yeah. you'd be like, oh, those slugs are looking pretty good. Slugs pretty good. <laughs> yeah. Get them little uniforms. And little making, uniforms. Yeah, little sluggy uniforms. Little hat. Little hat. I feel like a shirt would interrupt its movement. That's true. So it's just, it'd have to be a hat. No, because then it's going to fuck up with their. Um, I think they're just going to have to be nude. No, see, I kind of pictured it perched in between the antenna. Oh, that's adorable. <laughs> <laughs> a, little, a little trucker hat or something. I would. I mean, having an army of slugs would have to would make you a brilliant strategist. 
Because <laughs> you have to think everything through. You have to think very far ahead. You don't be like Napoleon-esque. Why you right, these slugs. Big on strategy, not so good on tactics, no. unfortunately. <laughs> did you, did either of you guys have a scary house in the neighbourhood when you were growing up? We did, but that was less to do with ravens and more to do with, with the fact that it was widely established in a pedophile lived there. Imagine if he had ravens. Yeah, yeah. I mean, one of the more frightening animals for children is the common pedophile. <laughs> no, I've had no scary houses in our neighbourhood that I recall. No, no? You know, it was all relatively new development oh, sure. around there, uh-huh. so it's uh-huh. kind of, you need a bit of, you need the years to sort of accumulate yeah, I guess the you walls do. You kind of want a scary an, house. an old lone person living there. That's right. Yeah. You can hear them cackling at night while they play their gramophone records or some shit. I just had a memory of uh, being dared by my big sister to like walk up to one of the, it was not, it was not the pedophile's house, but it was like, it was like a kind of rundown house in our neighborhood um, and touch the door and then run back. Oh yeah. And now I'm, now I'm wondering if I've actually just read that in a Stephen King novel. <laughs> it does, it does <laughs> it seem really like really smacks of a Stephen King novel, <laughs> it, it, right? Yeah, it smacks of any sort of American <laughs> yeah. suburban. That could be where she got it from, though. She may have dared you having uh, been inspired by that. Having read that, yeah, yeah. possibly. I feel like the, you know that's built into the human condition is to want to arrive and knock on some weirdo's door. I've probably been doing it in like, you know, 600,000 years ago. <laughs> I, uh, we had a weird house across the road from us. Um, that was quite run down in a, in a very suburban neighbourhood. And we would, um, I guess because they didn't invest in a lawn or whatever, it was these two old brothers who lived there. And uh, it just became like so rude of us. But as kids, because they didn't have a lawn, it was just sort of dirt. We would go onto their front yard and just dig holes in it. <laughs> Hell. And like make jumps for our bikes, and we would just sure. like race through their front yard. Oh, well, at least that had a purpose. I just well, thought you were digging spite holes for these well, two no, old these sad old, men. Sometimes these old men would come to the window and like, <laughs> and we'd be on bikes, and we'd just be like, ah, who cares? And just like, we were, you know, 10 kids years old. Are, kids are so horrible. So rude. But so if, rude. If there are a bunch of ravens on that house, may it have dissuaded you from doing that? Yes. Well, um, there was quite an extensive bull ant nest on that uh, okay. house. And so the kind of game was if you fell off a jump, you would fall. And if you like didn't get up quick enough, the bull ants would swarm Ooh, on you or whatever. Oh, and that was kind that's of a- stakes right there. That was their version of ravens. That's good. Um, oh, yeah. do you reckon they cultivated the bull <laughs> yeah, ants? <exactly. laughs> well, it didn't um, seem to work very well, but anyway. But then yeah. we think about like how when I was growing up, Halloween was sort of becoming a thing at our house. Yeah. Like in, in our- uh, I think just in general yeah, in Australia. Like in the, Australia. the early 90s was, was- And my parents hated Halloween because they were yeah. like, they, they, they were kind of religious and also just like they hated, they're of that generation that just hates the Americanization the American of Australia. Thing. You know what though? I think if you look into your heart of hearts, yes. the the primary reason your parents hated um, Halloween was yeah. they just had to do stuff. Well, you know what I mean. Like, here's the thing. You know, <laughs> you know. I think there was like one year where people would come to our house and do knocking and trick or treat or whatever. Yeah, and my parents. They don't really have candy and lollies around the house, so they Disgusting. would give out fruit sometimes or like yeah. biscuits maybe or whatever. And it didn't go down well with fruit, the kids. Yeah, no, yeah, I, I remember once I got a, 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 a two two blocks of wheat bix. And how did you feel? It? Honestly, livid. Were they, were, <laughs> they, were they free? Were they packaged? No, or? they were loose. Just, just <laughs> loose, <laughs> loose okay. wheat bix in my little bag of lollies. Can't be honest though. Like if I was a dad doing that to some kids, that's really funny. <laughs> like can you imagine like some six year olds coming? You give them two things of wheat bix. Anyway. <laughs> It's also just, sorry, the blandest. Like, yeah. Have a rectangle of wheat. <laughs> Processed wheat. So one year my dad went on the computer and wrote up this note 
that was like <laughs> each year in the United States, like how many thousands of children are kidnapped during Halloween <laughs> while they are being while they are being uh, while they are unsupervised, like wandering door to door in their neighborhoods. Mm-hmm. And he wrote something like there are um, thousands per year. Yeah, I, I, think he might, I don't know where he got these numbers from, sure, but sure. he was like, there are many threats, including pedophiles and uh-huh. whatever, blah blah blah. blah. Oh. Um, you know, shootings, that kind of thing. Jesus like, Christ. Like, just the most full of the Just say no, man. <laughs> like, A4, like, black and white, stuck in the norms. And then I just remember the last line on it was, like, do you really want to knock on this door? <laughs> Which, oh. in retrospect, wow, okay. I think, like, at the time, my dad was like, this will scare him, right? Yeah. <laughs> but obviously, like, again, scary, classic yeah. um, Hing family overshooting the runway. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Heavily intimating that I am a pedophile <laughs> We're to own the neighbourhood. <laughs> Oh, no. That'll get him. Oh, no. That'll get him. Um, anyway, that was just a bit. So I was like, maybe we were the weird. <laughs> yeah, I mean. Yeah, maybe. If you can't, if you can't see the weird house, there. you're living in it sort of like. Yeah, I think a lot of like, growing up is, you know, when you get into your 30s going, maybe we were the weird house. <laughs> uh, Hannah, do you want to share with us? I do, actually. Hey, everyone. I've been on the go recently. Phoenix, Kansas City, Chicago. If you're like me and have a home but aren't always at home, you have an Airbnb. Hosting your home or a spare room is a very practical side hustle. If you live in a big game town, you can Airbnb your place for fans to stay in. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Okay, so this one was sent in by James Bonson Branson. I can't read the handwriting. Sorry, that's my bad. That's James, all. someone around. Thank you, James B. James B. Yeah, <laughs> great. This is a Yahoo Answers uh, question. I got arrested for smoking weed, and my court date is soon. If I come into court in a karate uniform, am I good? <laughs> Will the judge make my punishment lenient since he knows I do karate? <laughs> since they know I do karate, they'll know I do other activities. Besides chill around and smoke, so will that help or no? Oh, I see. Oh. I thought of, I initially I thought, will the judge be lenient on me because he knows I know karate and I'm a I could well, really it. it's, it's a real, punish it's a, him. It's a heel turn because you think it's going to be threatening like, to beat up the judge exactly. Which or well, that like I can't put this literal weapon into the prison system. <laughs> you wouldn't you wouldn't send a samurai sword to no. jail. But in reality, <laughs> in reality, he just wants to convince the judge that he does extracurricular activities basically. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> imprisoned Hattori Hanzo Blades. <laughs> I'm sure you could just tell the judge that. Well, tell I do karate, exactly. I no, mean, you know, I think, who would lie about that? I think um, a uniform suggests seriousness, you know, because you've turned up, yeah. you're in your. It's, and a, in you know. certain contexts, it certainly does. In, <laughs> in, a court. in the context of a dojo. <laughs> Absolutely. You mean a, business? I, I put it to you that showing up to court in a uniform conveys severe unseriousness. <laughs> <laughs> seriousness about karate. Not necessarily seriousness about the courtroom. Okay. Uh, uh, in, in a way, though, I think it also shows a lack of seriousness about karate. <laughs> it's, it's true, exactly. What do you mean? Oh, because you're using the... Well, also, just like I think you, you probably only wear a karate outfit 
when it's likely you will be doing karate <laughs> or, oh, or at some right. sort of karate ceremony. I guess because the whole thing, I mean, I've never- It's really like s- flashing a police badge to get ahead in like an airport baggage queue <laughs> line or something. Yeah. It's, it's, not, it's, not, it's not done. Like yeah. a karate belt <laughs> <laughs> to get to push in line. <laughs> is it just me? Okay, this is one of those things that like, I feel like so much of my life now is like, it has this, it's the Easter show problem, right? Mm-hmm. What's the Easter show problem, problem is- it's a regional does, show. Yeah, it's like a regional show. No, the, county to town, fair, the, the county fair. The county fair. Yeah. It's like, has this started sucking or have I just gotten older? Oh, That sure. is like 90% of all my thoughts. I recently went to a show and it was really fun. Really? I went to I went to the the Ecker show, the Brisbane version of the oh, Easter yeah. show. Yeah. And it was fucking great. I had a great they have time. a famous like corn dog thing that you can eat? They have a famous strawberry sundae that raises money for charity. And it was quite funny. When we were going there, we were let in by someone who had a red, big red shirt on that said staff. And mm-hmm. I was like, oh, they, 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 they can let us in. What we didn't realize is they weren't staff working at the Echo. They were just staff of a different thing, but they just, because they weren't going to show this as staff, no one checks anything. Like, oh, they must work here. Oh, man, we're all, man, we're all staff somewhere. Yeah. Like- <laughs> and so this random person just walked us in and they were very nice. And they were telling us about how there's this huge tradition in the Echo, how you need to buy one of these strawberry sundaes. They're so important and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, oh, okay, I've got to do it. And then as we're walking away, um, I, like, I was talking to another person who was with us and they were like, oh, yeah. They work for the Strawberry Sunday oh people. My God. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. nothing sacred. Had a great time. I did some wood chopping. Yeah. Um, I was you very, did so. Yeah. I was very concerned when you told me you were going to do that because yeah. I feel like not just for you, like you are a, you are a doofus. Oh, sure. Um, and an idiot. Thank, thank and you, man. huge dunce and dope and fucking- <laughs> Piece of shit. Um, <laughs> but I think anybody doing wood chopping who who hasn't had like a lot of time to will Ooh. cut their foot off. So they, um, yeah, I guess do they do it elsewhere in the world? We have competitive wood chopping in Australia, and it's like not the biggest sport in the world, but it's a thing everyone has watched at a county fair. Yeah, I don't think it exists outside of county yeah. fairs. I'm yeah. sure. I'm sure. I'm sure it does. Yeah, it does. It's, it's, it's got, it's, um, that's where it's exhibited, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's got kind of like I guess like it's it's, it's sort of. The vibe of it is kind of like world's strongest man kind of vibe. You know what I mean? You know those like where, where you see a guy novelty sport. You know, like mm-hmm. the, there's a competition where a man has to lift a rock onto. I wouldn't call it a novelty sport. They have. I feel like that will make them angry. And they no, have, no, no. But we I know mean, they have access. That's the one thing we <laughs> know about them. But it's not like I guess it's not commercial. I guess it's novelty, quote unquote. And it's not like commercialized yeah, in the okay. way that like you know other sports are. Sure. It just feels anyway. So the one there's a couple of different ones you can do. The one I did was the one where you stand on the log and you chop between your legs. That's yeah, right. now that to me is the one that you lose a foot doing. Yes, many people do. In fact, um, one of the guys who gave us this really long safety briefing. Well, that's good. And yeah, and they give you these like chainmail socks you need to wear underneath your shoes okay. and shin guards and everything. And they're like, look, it, this won't, you'll still break a leg or something if you hit yourself with an axe. Yeah. But you won't lose a foot, was basically what they're saying. And the safety briefing went on for ages. And yeah. I was like, oh, Thanks for doing that, but this is like you know it's forty TikTok minutes. Guys. Yeah, come on, <laughs> I want to chop my foot off. Come on, <laughs> and then well, I was like, you know, we're burning daylight here. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> you know, and the guy and the guy said to me, "Oh, sorry, that's got to go on for so long." 
We had Fatty Vaughton here a couple of years ago and he almost chopped his foot off. So that's <laughs> Fatty Vaughton, why. beloved sports broadcaster in Australia. Yes, exactly. And he almost, and apparently um, it's a regular thing for football. Fatty Vaughton to lose a limb <laughs> no, wherever for, he goes. For football shows to go to these things. Right. Because <clears throat> like I'm not a big guy and so the power I can put behind an axe is not going to do much damage. But other fo- footballers who are generally yeah, huge. It's a crossover. I remember the footy show used to go there all the time actually. They, yeah. yeah, and it's a, it's a whole thing where they go there and they fuck some shit up. <laughs> one guy threw an axe into the crowd once, and that's why they have big netting there yeah. now how between many, the audience. How many safety briefings across Australia do you think have a fatty button <laughs> coda <laughs> to them? At McDonald's, they have one of them. There comes a time during like a laser tag thing where it's like, now we didn't used to have to say this. <laughs> but but due to Mr. Vaughton. <laughs> <laughs> right, um, before you read that, yes. I want to talk to Henno about something. Oh, yeah, okay. You have just, uh, despite despite us being pretty fucking clear to stay off the airwaves, to stay sure. off our turf, mm-hmm. yeah. uh, you have started a, a podcast. I have, yes. Yeah, so I, um, I, I, I obeyed you for the better part of a decade. Yeah, and then and the, the, that soft stuff. power weakened and now exactly. you're just really I, I testing it. Uh, it's uh, definitely testing it. But tell us about this podcast that people can listen to. Sure. So the podcast is called Down Round mm-hmm. um, and basically I do it with Raf Dixon from The Meeting Tree. The, um, he's a sort of a, goat. I would say he's a cocaine meme lord. He, 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 yes. So he's, <laughs> leaving, he's leaving that at the door for this podcast. Oh, right. We're not, we're not, <laughs> we're not gonna, we, we won't be discussing cocaine uh, or he's, MDMA. No, he's got, or, um, if anyone follows the, uh, what a kick on Cameron. Is that Raf or no? I can't, I actually can't remember. I'm not sure. Oh, okay, maybe, maybe right. but, but you, you are correct broadly. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, I feel like all the best cocaine memes in, in Sydney have, have come via him originally. Th- yeah. Or yeah. adjacent to him. And that yeah. he, he's gone clean basically. Oh, right. Wow. He's, he's, uh, he's gone legit. Uh, well, apologies uh, for that defamation there. <laughs> okay. he's, still, he's still doing that elsewhere. It's fine. Right, okay. Um, anyway, but it's about tech business, tech culture. Cool. We talk, we talk, um, uh, yeah. So, you know, just a, a, a light look at the world of, you know, and is it weekly? Is it because I've one thing I found from this show is that people fucking hate it when you don't put stuff out. No, we're actually doing it two times a week. Jesus Christ! But, Fuck man. But each, here's the great part: each episode is only fifteen minutes to thirty minutes long. Okay, so okay. not a huge commitment. We and do so, it. is it the kind of thing that I would subscribe to if I want to learn more about business and tech, or is it the kind of thing that if I'm already know a bit about that, but I want want to listen to people make fun of that? I would subscribe to. Bit What's both. the bit bit of both. Okay. fans of your newsletter? Is it sort of in that same area? It's in, it's in the same vibe. Can I yep. tell you? I was out to dinner with my friend Luke the other day. Mm-hmm. Who the and fuck we, is Luke? You don't know him. Who's Luke? You don't know him. <laughs> and uh, we were having a conversation about up. we're having a conversation about Meta. Yep. And after about five minutes of talking back and forth, we just we both realised that we were just explaining your newsletter to each okay, other. Great. Well, we that's both it. read that that's, afternoon. That's the, that's the soft power. That's the soft power that's got me back on the airways. <laughs> it was just like, like, I didn't know what was going on. And then like, I thought maybe, maybe he's read. And then he, he, he quoted like a really specific number that I'd only seen in your newsletter. I was uh-huh. like, wait a minute, are we just talking about Hanno's newsletter? <laughs> okay, well, I'm glad I'm starting conversations yeah, out, there, you are. out there in um, the wild. So what's an, what's, what's an example of a story you might cover or like a thing people might want to tune in for? Um, so what, what have we done recently? Um, we actually did a story about 
the shadowy company that owns all the porn sites on the internet. Oh, oh. that is so interesting. Yeah. Because well, well, it, it's like, I've, I think I've read a bit about that, but it's like Pornhub and RedTube and whatever else. You porn. They look like they're all different, but actually it's just one guy they're or whatever. All, well, they're all one company, by, sorry. All by one company. Yeah. And a lot of production was studios. It, was it you who was telling me that the whole reason that like so much pornography now is like stepchildren like step siblings. This, this wasn't me. This is obviously independent research. <laughs> 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 was but, that you telling me the big titties rule? Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, actually, I did, I did say that. Um, <laughs> is because of the taste of like one guy. I don't know. Um, it's like just heaps into incest porn. I don't think that's true. I mean, I mean it could be actually. I, I feel like it's just like weird oh, SEO. Because I, I find that stuff a bit distasteful. Sure, but sure. I have spoken to people who are really into it, like friends and stuff, and it's <laughs> always single children, like lone children who don't actually have. Because obviously, like, and look, obviously there are some people who, for whatever reason, are into that. That's whatever. You know, not not, harm, not harming anyone, whatever. But for me, it is impossible to think of. A sibling, step or otherwise, to mm. be erotic because, like, uh, you know, I've seen my sister shit her pants. Do you sure. know what I mean? So when I think of <laughs> We've sister, seen your sister shit her pants, man. <laughs> I've, you know, you've seen, you've seen, your, you've ever seen a brother, you know, cry because he couldn't get the front seat. Like it's um, not, you a, know, a friend of mine has a theory, which is that it's to do with like, uh, like a, a higher amount of quote unquote broken families. Oh, like, like right, more man, people now yeah. have step. Siblings. Anyway, all right. Um, the down, well, didn't talk about that. Round down, down round, down round, down okay. round. Yeah, okay. Uh, all right, we'll go subscribe to that. Um, uh, it's what is it? Is it, is it on everything? Spotify, it's on, it's on everywhere. Okay. Everywhere, everywhere you might want to find it. All right, so it is no cocaine. It's yeah, it's 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 <laughs> J it's and also Raftix said reformed <laughs> <laughs> on the straight and narrow. Uh, yeah, great. All right, I got one last one to take some. This was sent in by Christopher Moore. Thank you, Christopher. And this is uh, taken from Green Bay Craigslist um, in the general labor section of Green Bay, which is in America, I think. Mm-hmm. Wisconsin, I believe. It is, yeah. Uh, this, is a, this is an ad, uh, people looking for a dairy farmhand uh, slash filming in Pulaski. Looking Sorry, for- dairy farmhand slash filming? Yeah. Uh, looking for a part-time or full-time farmhand, one to two people. Duties will include milking, scraping, barn, cleaning of manure, barn maintenance, and a few other miscellaneous tasks. Milking is a step up parlor and uh, time. Oh, it's a, that's a type of the milking thing they have, I guess. Yep. Time is 6 a.m. in the morning and nights uh, for about four to five hours. Pay starting at $20 an hour. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, we'll those do are it. hours that you can respect, Henna. Mm-hmm. Like, absolutely, yeah. Uh, we also ask you have proper workwear, which includes wearing rubber gloves, non, non-insulated bibs, coveralls for summer, um, bib snow pants for winter or fall uh, because temperatures will fall below 50 degrees Fahrenheit. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Light colors uh, as well, such as light blue, pink, purple, orange, etc. Reimbursement for a select period of time. Has someone just sent in a, a normal ad to <laughs> us just to see if we'll read it? <laughs> We're also looking for a couple to film videos together in a barn. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> right. Videos include BDSM style videos at the barn with, oh, with the slash around manure. Uh, and they will pay $500 to $1,000 per video, uh, which is two to three hours of filming. That's a lot better than $20. Ideal candidate would do morning chores and barn maintenance and then proceed to do filming afterwards. We fit it in on the non-busy days two to three times a week. We supply everything for filming and clean up afterwards. Core text for more information. Must be 18 or older. 
And please read full ads so all information is clear. <laughs> Do you know what this ad just smacks of to me? Uh-huh. I'm not paying for two ads. Because <laughs> <laughs> there is no, there's no, there's not even an efficiency bonus of this person being the same person. Oh, gosh, yeah, because I guess, yeah. You're going to get burnout for well, one thing. I don't know. Well, well, they pay 20 bucks an hour. So that's, yeah, so you're doing four for hours milking. of that. Mm. So oh, that's, that's right. $80 an hour. Yeah. And then five hundred thousand dollars. That's right. Okay, sorry, I missed that. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So, um, so you know, so gosh, I don't. I just uh, think get a get somebody who's good at milking, uh-huh. and get someone who's good at pornography. But I think then what you're not realizing is over the last couple of years, especially in America, the Great Resignation has happened. You know, sure. people are no. It's it's harder and harder to find people to work. Sure. So now, but you're having to go to work, mm-hmm. perhaps being overqualified for jobs, sure. you know, because they're, they're spreading you out across multiple yeah. jobs now. It's, I guess you know, all of us could do some barn stuff in, like some <laughs> some barn sex stuff in in our day-to-day jobs. Sure, That's, yeah, yeah. And I if, mean, you, if you're already there to milk. Would you <laughs> when ever- it says, like, When it says we'll deal with the cleanup in the barn- Well, because the barn you, you, no, sex stuff- you will. Like- that's just you putting on a different hat and cleaning up all the shit and cum. That's, that's like, true. Like, like, now you're putting back to the, <laughs> back to twenty dollars an hour to clean up the manure. There's, there's definitely some. There'll be some roll creep here. I feel like you're, you're not going to leave that barn not, have, not helping with the cleanup. Yeah, I can't imagine a less sexy job than cleaning up cow manure and milking a cow. Well, that's the thing. I think if you want to get, if you want to capture the sort of unbridled lust of, of barn sex, mm-hmm. I think crucially you need to be filming the people who won't be cleaning it up. Well, d- yeah, because the whole time you're going to be thinking like, oh, God, I'm going to have to get a mop in here or yeah, whatever. Face, you don't, want, you don't want, you want faces of pure animal ecstasy, not faces that say we should have a tarp. Because I feel like uh-huh. the fantasy that you sort of see displayed in movies or whatever is someone sneaking into a barn to have sex or it's like- not someone already works there. Yeah, it's like- It's like- It's, it's like- real, It's a real busman's holiday. There's the element of like the, 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 risk of, the risk of being caught. Yeah. yeah. That's part of the, the fantasy you would well, think. As opposed to just like, like- this is my workplace. Because I can't think of a less sexy workplace to fucking than a- Like, you know, if, if, you're, if, you're, if you're like running in from a storm and you're escaping, mm-hmm. I don't know, mm-hmm. a gundam or something, Ooh. and then you find yourself into a- You know, you're an action it's movie like or something. Movie, yeah. You know, you find yourself in a barn with the, with the leading man, yeah. leading lady, whatever, you Call know. sexy. Sexual barn. Okay. What? Sexual barn. Is that a pun on something? Nope. He <laughs> just said sexual weirdly. I don't, know you can, I don't know how you convey that in the title of the movie so that the, the, our viewer will, will read it that way. But yeah. Well, what you could do is put inverted commas around sexual, yeah. but then it just sounds like it's sarcastic, like you're going to jump to the barn to no, fuck and everyone's going to be like, no. it's definitely not an inverted commas. So. No. Well, look, I think this person, the, other, the, the most charitable way you could read this is that they're really committed filmmakers yes you know they're auteurs they want they <laughs> doing want, the field method <laughs> yeah well exactly they want the person to like inhabit the role yeah it's like there's it's like a method they don't acting want thing. like just someone being like oh yeah i'm a milkmaid yeah, and yeah. Like, you've never milked a cow in your life <laughs> they, want, they want exactly they want to see someone with bunions you know they, <laughs> they, want, they want to see someone who while they're getting railed against the machinery yeah. feels like they could identify the different parts of it uh, totally yeah i yeah. like you know because i think this is there is the milking machine that milks cows yeah and then there is but I think I don't, I don't know if they have that here for this one. This just seems more but rustic. I don't think it's going to be like an industrial farm. What do you reckon would happen if you put your dick in the milking machine, though? Okay, well, all right. Well, <laughs> would, you do, would you do a big piece yeah. into it? Do you think? I do think. I do think that science and man have probably answered this <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> question. How um, long do you think 
it would like if you just put an average person yep. working in the milk machine barn. How long till they try to? <laughs> I, guess, I guess I guess we say a person with a penis. So how long would it take for, before a person with a penis puts their dick into the milking machine? I mean, I think it. I, I look. All I can. All we can, We're talking you know, average. I was going to say all we can because I think that there are some. Do we count outliers? Because I think there are some people who it's like. That's why they got the job. Yeah, it's like, okay, you've got your TFN forms, great. Uh, what are you doing? That's why I for this job, I think. <laughs> okay, so may, so we think maybe, what, on average? I think I think maybe maybe three months. If you haven't done it by three months, I don't think you're doing yeah, it. You're, you know totally, what I mean? Totally. Really? You think the moment's passed? Yeah, I think you've probably made it. You've made up your mind. Well, it's three months or like thirty years. Hello, <laughs> 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 uh, it has been a delight having you on this show. It's been a very long time. I think you did a live show with us years yeah, ago. Yeah, like I think about. I was just thinking about it on the way here. I think it was like seven years ago. Jesus, but Christ. I don't even know if that went to air. I don't think it did. I, I, that was back when I remember. I think I had just come back from Brazil and was really ill. So I didn't even do that show. So I've never yeah. even done with Hannah I think before. it was at the Cafe Lounge. Anyway, um, if you want to come see us in Melbourne on the 2nd of September, we'll be at the Comedy Republic. Uh-huh. Snap for those last tickets up. Yes. We'll probably bring down the, uh, I've got my sodium, I'm ready to go to go, go die merch. Yes, yes, yes. Um, and some tote bags and stuff. So uh, bring money. <laughs> yes. Uh, also, I'm. Uh, so yeah, if you're in Melbourne, get along to that show. If you're in Sydney, though, I'm doing mm-hmm. some uh, uh, new stand up shows because I'm working out some new material at the end of September, the 28th of September through to the 1st of October. Uh, just some new material shows at the Sydney Fringe Festival. That, they'll be of varying quality, but they're always a lot of fun if you want to come and see a man have a breakdown on stage. And who doesn't? Um, what day will this come out, Ben? Oh, who knows? Probably, probably tomorrow. tomorrow. Okay. Well, if, if if you're in Sydney as well and you want to come see me taping an episode of Alex Lee's new TV show, Win the Week. Oh yeah. Uh, you can DM me or her on Instagram. That'll be on Tuesday. Yeah. Yeah, that'll be on Tuesday night. Well, I'll try to get this out on Monday night. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Um, Hannah, anything else to plug aside from your cocaine laden podcast? Uh, apart from the podcast, I also have, as Ben mentioned, I have a newsletter as well. It's about tech and business and politics and it's culture. Oh, well, it's called the Terminal. www.theterminal.info. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, anything else for you to plug? Just have a lovely time. Have a lovely you time. You know what I mean? I don't think I want to. I want to really give a big shout out to having a lovely time. Uh-huh. I feel like a shithead for receiving that with <laughs> something so commercial. Yes, it's very <laughs> selfish of you, yeah, Hannah. Okay. Very self-centered. Yeah, wow. Okay. Okay. Uh, but yeah, until next time. Bye. Bye. If you like pina coladas and getting caught in the rain, if you're not. Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the award-winning movie, Poor Things, starring Emma Stone, Mark Ruffalo, and Willem Dafoe. Check out the new documentary, Freaknik, The Wildest Party Never Told, about the iconic Atlanta street party. And don't miss FX's Shogun, a reimagining of the epic tale, starring Anna Sawai. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu.